Hi folks, Gabriel here. Saving Bernice, part 18. Finding the perfect house. My new plan. Well, of course, Bernice did not like that it was so far away. If you've been listening to other episodes, we were way up north and she didn't know where she was. There was nothing familiar to her. So that was a bust, I thought to myself. And when she gets me alone, after all this endeavor, I'm in big trouble. (laughs) Oh, boy. But that's okay. I've been in trouble before. We need to do a little of that Italian screaming because... She's not understanding, I thought. So Rachel dropped us off at the house. We said our goodbyes and our thank yous, and we went into the house. First thing out of her mouth, how dare you embarrass me? But I turned it on her. I said, Bernice, what's your favorite color for a house? She squealed. I asked, what's your favorite color on a house and trim color on a house? Uh, she paused for a moment, confused. And I and said after a long pause, uh, I guess it's blue. With white trim? And what color is the garage, I said. Uh, the same, she said. White? Yes, she said. What else do you need to know? No, she said. That would be my ideal house. With a... Backyard for the kids, you know. And the bedroom's upstairs, just like we have here. And the dining room and front room and kitchen and family room downstairs. All like we have here. Okay, I said. We are not going to look at another house until we have your house. And I'm going home. Wait. What do you mean you're going home, she squealed. I'm not going to be angry with you, Bernice. We are not going to yell at each other. And we are not going to say things we regret. I will not have this in this relationship. You need to let me go and get rid of my aggressive anger right now. And I spoke forcefully to her for the first time. So we aren't going to talk about it, she said. I said, no, we are not going to argue about it. You've told me what you want. I will get it for you. And that's that. Right now, 
you have to understand the next house you see will be everything you've been asking for. So there will be no excuses. Capiche? She just looked at me and cocked her head. With that, I wheeled around and left the house. She was so confused that we weren't able to argue it out and fight about it. I left her dumbfounded. <laughs> oh boy, women, what are you going to do? Anyways, what a peaceful night I had. I made a, myself a B-52 double. And when Bernice called at 9 o'clock, I didn't answer. I was at peace. I had my cat, black cat, Spartacus. Life was good. He was on my lap. lap. I was petting him while watching TV. It's weird. He could sense that I was frustrated. He never lets me pet him. Unless he's getting fed, then he's all over me. You know, and this was too late at night for him to be fed. He was just letting me pet him. Thank you, Spartacus. He's in heaven right now. That's a whole nother story, and that's the last time I cried like a baby. No kidding. I said it out loud. I cried over a cat. He was my best friend. You know, I trained him to, ah, that's okay. The next day, what a peaceful morning it was. I went to the backyard, had some coffee. I had turned my backyard into an oasis, you might say, like you see on TV as far as I was concerned. It was gorgeous. It was beautiful. Nothing out of place. Anybody saying OCD over here? <laughs> well, I was anal, honest to God, I was anal about every rock, brick, bench, fire pit, rock, everything was perfect. Even the grass was cut perfectly. It was my hobby. It kept me focused, my OCD focused, I should say. Even my garden was well-trimmed. I always kept cherry tomatoes in abundance so that I could go get a snack anytime I wanted to. I would rub them on my black shirt, my uniform, yes, I said it, and I'd just pop one in my mouth. While Spartacus was watching from the window, he was my bodyguard. He didn't let me out of his sight when I was home. At a very young age, I had a conversation with him. I told him, you ever walk out that door? And I even opened the door for him, the screen door. 
I said, don't come back, and I mean it. Or he would get punished with a bath. He never went out that door, ever. Even when he got older, like 10 years old, he was, one time he wanted to follow me into the garage and I looked back and I said, dude, no. He just sat and just looked at me like, (laughs) he scoffed at me. That's a good word. He scoffed at me and turned around and left. You know, he went and did cat things. And where you scratch, if I see any scratch marks anywhere, but right here, I told him, on these legs on the table, he and I were going to have a conversation again. And he abided by it. Every six months, I had to turn the table around and so he could scratch the other side of them. I even went as far as buying new legs and replacing them and painting them after about three years of him doing that. And I painted them hunter green. I had a pecan top and hunter green bottom. (sighs) Okay, enough digression. So after I had my coffee, I was on my way to my first job, and I figured it was about 10 a.m., and I said, I called Rachel, and I said, we're only looking for, and I described blue with white trim homes. And I don't care where it is, Rachel. I had a short conversation with Bernice after you left. I have to put a cork in this. I left probably 15 minutes after you, Rachel. And I asked her, what is your perfect home? So, Gabriel, let me get this straight. All everything is the same requirements as before, but now it has to have blue siding with white trim. And I said within two hundred thousand dollar range or lower, and she kind of sighed and said, "Okay, I'll see what I can find." Oh, by the way, Rachel within three weeks, and she needs to sign a new contract with your your week behind. Oh, my goodness, Gabriel. I forgot. Thank you so much for telling me. Rachel, I said, Rachel, I'm on your side. And I know this is one of your tougher ones. Believe me, I know. If you only knew, I said to her. Well, 
I'm beginning to, Rachel said. I'll do my very best, Gabriel. You know I will. I know you will, I said to her. And thank you for everything that you've done. You are, I know I keep saying this, but you are a godsend, I said. Thank you for seeing that in me. Rachel said, I'm I'm really trying, and I really need this commission. Okay, I really need to get her out of this house and this environment. So we have a mutual urgency, I said. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you again. And with that, I hung up right on time. Bernice called, and I said, sweetheart, what's wrong? She said, I'm, I'm sorry. I said, wait, I'm walking into a, a house. I'll call you right back, and let me get in the garage. It'll be about 10 minutes. She started wailing. I said, honey, it'll be 10 minutes. Okay. And then I went to the garage. The, I knocked on the door. The man showed me the garage. And thank God he left me alone in the garage. And with that, now remember, men don't multitask very well, but I had no choice. I called her back, and I said, What's wrong, honey? I'm sorry for putting you through all this, Gabriel. I thought about everything that happened last night, and you've been so patient with me, and I apologize for yelling at you. (laughs) You didn't yell at me. Well, I was going to. (laughs) You wouldn't let me. And we both giggled. I said, honey, now that I know what you want, if I have to paint the house myself or my men, I will find you the house you want. We only have three weeks left. I just got off the phone with Rachel on my way to the job and gave her new instructions. You did? She asked. I said, well, of course, you told me what you wanted. And I related to the realtor. Oh, my God, Gabriel. Oh, my God. I don't deserve you. Oh, my God, she said. Am I going to see you today? No, I said. No, I think we need a day off from each other. I knew it, Bernice said. I said, don't take it that way. You're mad at me and you're tired of me. I said, no, Bernice 
I've been with you every single day, even on Sundays and and Saturday mornings. Think about it. I said, how about this? How about if I make you some, you make me some banana bread and I'll see you tomorrow. I'm sure Rachel will come up with something. You really think so? You think she'll come up with it? She has to, honey. We have to get you out of that house or he'll start charging you rent and you would not be able to afford the rent in that house. You're probably looking at 6000 a month. Oh, my God. I never thought of it that way. Oh, boy, would he love that. And... I said, I need to quit being so picky, she said. I replied, it's okay. Now that we have broken through to what you're looking for in your mind's eye, and we'll find it, honey. Honey, baby, we'll find it. Trust Rachel. Trust me, sweetheart. It may not be tomorrow, but we are going to find it no matter what. I have confidence in Rachel, and I now have confidence in you that you know what you want, I said. And now I know what I want because you know what you want. (laughs) Finally. Say that three times fast, and we giggled again. Can I call you tonight? Yes, ma'am. Call me tonight. I'll be in the garage probably working late. I've been neglecting a lot of things uh, through this process. You know, I haven't been in the garage for a long time. Sorry, she said. Don't be sorry. It's part of life. This is still an adventure. I don't think it's anything but, I said. You have ebbs and flows. You're going to ebb and you're going to flow all the time, sweetheart. It's not the end of the world, I said. It's just an ebb and a flow. Or a flow, I said. Why aren't you married to someone, she asked. You're wonderful. I said, I'm tired that I just married. I I said, I just married the wrong person. Goodbye, my love. Goodbye, Gabriel. I love you. And with that, we hung up. And I enjoyed the rest of my day of rest. Well, to me it was rest, you know. The next day came around too fast as far as I was concerned. I woke up, did my regular routine. I was pretty good at it by now. I needed to, between jobs, make sure Rachel was still with us. At 9.15, I received a call from Rachel. 
This is the first time I've ever heard her excited. I found the perfect house, she said. You are not going to believe it, Gabriel. I mean, she was excited. I, uh, I was in shock, I think, that she found it that quick, you know. You're not going to believe it, she said. Well, I was doing some kind of wiring or something uh, in the garage, and I can't remember, but I said, Okay, Rachel, if it's everything you say, I trust you. Can you set up a time that you and I can go see it? That's not how it's done, Rachel said. I have a contract with Bernice. I growled. I understand. Okay, okay, Rachel. Is someone in the house? No, she responded, and she got excited again. The house has been empty for eight months. It's part of that housing bubble that we went through. He had bought, the owner had bought the house to rent it out, and the renters trashed it, and he never fixed it back up. So we're going to see things we shouldn't, she said. I said, sounds perfect. I'm thinking, you know, lower the price. Here's the most important question. (laughs) Does it have everything she wants? As far as I can see, yes, sir, she said. She's never called me that. I'm like, who walked in? I'm no sir. I'm Gabriel. She was that excited. I trust you, Rachel. I trust you. I was still trying to wire at the same time, so I wasn't as excited. Is it blue and white trim, I asked? Yes, sir, she said. I said, then what are we waiting for? Let's go see this house. Yes, sir, she said. Really loud. She was excited. (laughs) Finally, you know, I'm sure she had pushed this one to the brink. Just like I did my patience. I have the patience of Job also when it comes to stuff like this. Because I'm looking at the end. I'm not looking in between. Excuse me, folks, I'm sick. A little too loud. My goodness, she was really excited, I thought. But she's been able to see it on her computer, and I haven't, you know? When is a good time for you, Rachel, I asked. She said, please, She said, please let me get a hold of the owner. And how about tomorrow? If I can get a hold of him, 
I said, I'll take the day off. I'll be up as late as you want. I'll be up till 1030. Okay, I'll stay up for you. So make it any time that he says, okay, Rachel, and thank you again. Wait, isn't there just a lockbox on there? Yes, but we have to tell them that we're coming. Oh, that's right. That's right. I understand. So that should be pretty easy, even if you left a message, right? She said, oh, sure. It's going to be tomorrow. I know I say this every time, but thank God for Rachel. She giggled. Thank God for Gabriel. And we hung up. I finished up what I was doing fixing this garage door, and I had waited for her call. If she didn't call before this job was finished, I would just call her between jobs while driving to the next job for the good news. I almost had a sigh of relief that this part would possibly be over. We still had to get inspected. We still have to, oh my goodness, I need to go through this house first and see if she likes it. Then I need to go through and make a list of what I see wrong and go through it with the inspector. Oh, my goodness. And then the phone rang. Thank God, I thought to myself, I was getting too, too many steps ahead of myself. Good morning, lover. I said, She said, well, good morning. Guess what I'm doing? I have no idea. I said, <laughs> you don't? <laughs> what did you ask me to do? <sighs> oh, no. Oh, no. You're making banana nut bread? Yes. Yes, I am. She said. Hey, yes, she replied, will you be my girlfriend? I knew it, she said. You just want me for my banana nut bread. You found me out, young lady, I said. Oh, by the way, I have one more job left. But I think I need to talk to you. Ugh. She growled. Is it good or bad, Gabriel? I don't know. That means it's bad, Gabriel, huh? You don't love me anymore. What? I squealed at her. <laughs> I said, you are not going to... Going to make me mad today, are you? I could never make you mad, she said. You're right, I said. So what's the news, I asked. Well, if you must know, I said.
Hey, Ma, please be quiet. I'm trying to do a podcast down here.